for a move of God. How many of you want that to happen? Lord, Lord, change me. Shake things in my life that are not good and that is not worthy of your presence. Make me uncomfortable in every situation. And as I bring God's word this morning and I stand here for the next couple of minutes, powerful time of intercession and breakthrough prayer. And I request our church, whenever such spirit of God is very strong here, just stand up and start prophesying. If you have a vision that God gives it to you, come here, talk to me, take the microphone, let the people know. If you have a word of prophecy that the Lord has given to you, come talk to. If I am not here, talk to one of our leaders. Take the platform, take the microphone, declare it. And I want us to be a church that is not ashamed of anything around us. We are a Pentecostal church and we are bold to declare it anywhere that we are a Pentecostal church. We are not any other denomination. We are a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of God. And we believe in the move of Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter if I speak or not, but it matters if the presence of God is here. What matters the most in this house, around this pulpit, is if the presence of God is here. Just desire long, because it takes one second for you to be filled with Holy Spirit. And as a pastor of a Pentecostal church, I am requesting our church to desire to be filled with Holy Spirit. One of the initial evidences of filling with Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. So God has given that gift, exercise that in the church body when we gather together. Exercise speaking in tongues in your personal prayer. You know, when I ask some people to pray, they hesitate to do it. And maybe because you are afraid of the surrounding, it's totally fine. You don't have to use a lot of scriptures. You just have to communicate to God. It may be a broken language. That's totally fine. It may be in Malayalam. That's totally fine. It may be in Kannada. Whatever language it is, it's totally fine. You are communicating to God. And you are making sure that above you, there's a portal of heaven that is accessible for a breakthrough to happen. We are crying out to God and I pray this season will cry out to God and ask God send a special uh, 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 a move in our spiritual life. And this was my thank you for breaking up that song. And as they were singing that song, those words just, just, just was hitting into my soul because that exactly what I was praying for last entire week. And I didn't know that they was picking that song. Lord, I need a move in my life, a spiritual move in my life. I need you to stir up my heart, stir up my heart. In the pool, we see the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the angel came down and it stirred up the pool. It stirred up the well. What happened? After the Spirit, after the angel stirred up the pool, anybody who jumps into that pool will never be the same because they are jumping into what the Holy Spirit has stirred up. Are you with me, church? The Holy Spirit in the Bible, it talks about Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It talks about in the beginning was the world. In the beginning, God created. The Spirit of, the God, Spirit of God was hovering upon. What was happening? The Spirit of God was stirring up the atmosphere. It was hovering upon the earth that was formless and empty. What happened? When instantly God spoke the word of life, what happened? Something came out of the formless, empty situation. After the void situation, when God spoke, life 
life began. Why? Because the Spirit of God was hovering upon. The Spirit of God was stirring the place. And that place was saturated with the presence of God. So think for a miracle to happen. Instantly when God spoke about, let there be light. Light came to existence. Why? Darkness has to move away. Why? Because the Spirit of God had already taken control over the atmosphere. What I'm saying to our church this morning is, allow the Spirit of God to stir up your heart, to stir up your thoughts and ask Him, Lord, I don't want to remain in a comfortable place all my life, but make me uncomfortable. Make me uncomfortable that I desire to pray. I desire for a move of God because I know one thing, as long as I am comfortable, the enemy oftentimes makes us comfortable so that we become comfortable and not do what God has wanted us to do. And often, oftentimes I've heard Christians make this prayer, Holy Spirit is the spirit of comforting. He comforts us. Oftentimes, can I tell you, Holy Spirit was given to our life in the New Testament church to comfort us. When we go through sad times, when we go through broken times, when we go through rejections, Holy Spirit comforts us. He is the comfort of the paracliptos. He is the comfort of God. But can I tell you, Jesus appeared in this world not just to comfort, but He come, came down into existence to confront whatever the enemy has put into our life as a comfort. God often times will confront that shake us up so that you and me can learn how to fly Deuteronomy talks to us about that scripture where it talks to us about let's read that scripture Deuteronomy let's read that scripture and and I believe that as I'm bringing this call um, this morning as I am speaking to our church and I believe that as we proclaim the truth of God in this house, I believe that everybody as you take it down in your life, in your personal walk, in your personal life, that we understand one thing, that is the power of God and the power of God alone that, 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 that sustains our life in every aspect. And we pray God that this season in the life of our church and this week onwards for the next couple of weeks I'm re- do, doing a series on being uncomfortable being uncomfortable but as we read through Deuteronomy chapter 32 Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 10 and 12 is a beautiful scripture this is how it goes in a desert land he found him in a barren and hauling waste he shielded him and cared for him he guarded him as the apple of his eye like an angel that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wing to catch them and carries them aloft and the Lord alone led him no foreign God was with him you know the scripture that we were reading this morning Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 10 and 12 is a promise over the life of Israel what does it talk about when Israel was in the wilderness nobody was with Abraham at that point but God is the one who called him out he separated him he called him to be a separate holy nation for God and in this scripture we understand from the portion here oftentimes God will stir up our nest have you seen the other day 
you know, somebody sent me, uh, uh, forwarded me a video, and the video talked about a, a, a mother bird, a mother bird who flies out every morning, every afternoon, every evening, gathers worms and food for its little ones. And it comes back to the nest, and it feeds its little one. And that's how the law of nature would help you to do. As a mother here, every mom here, I am sure you have prepared something for your family as you go back you have something that your family needs and you know what they need and you are prepared a good meal for them and the mother bird oftentimes will go and come back when it comes back it does not come back empty beak it comes back with its its its, its mouth full of, of food that, that, that needs to be given to its little young ones but the mother bird will not do that all the time the mother bird will not do that every single morning. There is one morning that the mother bird realizes that this is the moment that I want my baby to get up and learn how to fly. You know what the mother bird will do? According to the scriptures, the mother bird will stir up the nest. It will shake the nest. And what has happened? When the nest has been shaken, when the nest has been stirred up, what happens? The baby is uncomfortable. The baby becomes very uncomfortable. Mama, please don't do that. I am fine here. Everything is so good here. Everything is so perfect here. Mom, you go. You get the bread. I am fine here. Dad, you go. You find the worms for me. I am good here. Everything is so fine. But Mother Bird understands one thing. My baby is not designed to be in the nest forever. My baby is designed to lift up its wings and have a flight above every obstacle that could possibly come against. My baby is designed and I must do what I need to do as a mother to shake up the nest so that my baby will fly. You're with me, church. You're with me. Praise the Lord. I know my message during our English service in a, is in a different tangent from what we heard in our Malayalam service. It's in a different tangent. But theologically, both of it fits together in a Christian church because oftentimes we go through rejection. Why? God is actually shaking us up. We go through stuff of being uncomfortable. I am not promising and Jesus himself did not promise that if you walk in his footsteps that you will be comfortable all the time. No, we are not comfortable. We have challenges in this world. We go through the fiery furnace, but here is the guarantee. You might go through the fiery furnace, but in the fiery furnace, you will not be by yourself. The fourth man will appear. The saving grace of God comes down. He never leaves you, not departs you, but you will go through what you have to go through. Why? He shakes us up. He stirs us up. I don't know if some of you are going through some shaken moments in your life. If your nest has been shaken up, if you're feeling being uncomfortable, you know, embrace the uncomfortable. Embrace that. Embrace that. Don't be comfortable all the time. If church has become comfortable for some of us, ask God, God, shake things up. That I don't want to be in a place that I am comfortable to worship. Shake my belief system, O oh Lord, that I am pushed to believe you more. Give me new grace that I embrace your uncomfortable situation. You know what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Paul talks about so that I may not boast about things. God has given a thorn in my life. 
And he said, I have pleaded to God how many times? Three times to take this thorn away from my life. Paul, the writer of most of the New Testament books, the, the, the prolific writer, and, 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 and he went on a church planting spree like never before. Nobody has ever done it. He has no clue because he has not walked with Jesus, but one transformation has changed his life. And, 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 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 helps us to understand he had a visitation to heaven. God took him to heaven and he had a vision with heaven. But after all that Paul mentions to us about, so that I may not boast about my my spiritual gifts. God has given a thorn in my life. A thorn in my life. The Satan, and he talks about Satan. God has allowed Satan to, to, to bring this thorn in his life. He pleaded to God a couple of times, three times, as Bible will correctly say, that God, please take this away from me. But God did not. And he said, I am thankful that God did not, so that I am not here boasting about what I have accomplished. Are you with me? Sometimes in our journey, in our life, in relationships, in friendships, in everything, God will bring thorns in our life. Why? So that when it pricks us, no one thing, no one thing, People around us are designed always and always to push us so that we go closer to God. Can I tell you something? I want David to be thankful for his brothers. If his brothers did not push him, he would not have come. And he could not have uh, 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 killed the giant. I am thankful that in the Old Testament we see all of these heroes, they were pushed by people around. Be thankful for people who pushed you to propel you into your destiny. My friend, you thought that people are pushing you to kill you. But can I tell you, it is the same people that God will use to propel you into your destiny. As you step forward, as you move forward, it is the same people that pushed you. will see how God works wonders through your life. Praise the Lord. What I'm saying, what I'm suggesting our church is, sometimes don't run away from being uncomfortable. Embrace being uncomfortable. Embrace it. Because sometimes God is teaching us. God is teaching us. Do you feel in a situation, sometimes what we do is, if our house becomes so congested, what we try to do, we move to a bigger space. Why? Because the smaller house has become very uncomfortable to us. When a car becomes uncomfortable, small for us, a family is growing. What we try to do, we move into a seven-seater or a 12 or a 15-passenger, whatever. Whereas God is blessing each one of you. We try to grow because as things shake up in our life, in a Christian church, it is a danger if we are in a comfortable place. Understand this. In a Christian church, it's a danger if we are in an uncomfortable place. For example, for example, if I ask you all to just get up and exchange your seats and sit together or sit different places, you will be uncomfortable. Honestly, you will be very uncomfortable. But sometimes embracing the uncomfortable for better things to come is very important in our life. We understand, we evaluate that. I love God to shake up some stuff in our life. I love God to shake up some belief systems that we have in our life. I love God to minister to us in that level where we expand our knowledge of who God is in our personal life. From being uncomfortable, we embrace it so that we know who God is in our life. God is in our personal life. As we look into that scripture, we look into 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4 and 6. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4 and 6. Here is how the scripture goes. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, 
rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to Him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in Him will never be ever put to shame. You're with me, church? The stone that people rejected, the stone that people did not want it to be part of, the stone that everybody thought it's just a footstool, I don't care about it. But the same stone was used by God in the entire process of bringing the church together to be the chief cornerstone. Who is that? Jesus himself. He talks about Jesus Christ. But each of us here in this story as Peter is talking to us, First Peter chapter 2 helps us to understand that as you come to him as a living stone, each of us built together, built above the chief cornerstone of Christ Jesus is. But Bible talks about we were rejected once. We were despised once. People threw us out once. They did not think we were or any value, any worth. Oh, it's the same thing that David had to go through. There were some stones that were lying on the ground along the bank. But what happened? David picked up some stones that nobody cared about. Five stones. He put it in his sling and he used the same. Just one was enough. But if the one stone was used in purpose that God has put you in charge of, then that one stone is enough to bring the giant down. You don't need a lot. You might be a rejected, my brother. You you might be despised by everybody, sister. But if God has seen you, you are being built as a living stone through Christ Jesus as a holy and precious one to him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. David, you only need one. But he just took five just in case. One was enough to bring the giant down. One is enough. Can I tell you? Looking into your life, each one of you as a living stone built in this house of God. As a living stone built in the house of God. You are that one stone. You are that one stone through which every Goliath has to come down. You are that one stone through which every giant has to fall down. David, you just need one. And David has five that he has selected for himself. He uses one and the giant has come down. And First Peter helps us to understand. Now, as you come to him as a living stone, as you come to him. Understand this, church. I'm not going to the different aspect of that scripture here. But Peter was not ready to accept non-Jewish people into his ministry line. He always wanted that Christianity or Christ would be for the people of Israel or the Jewish people. But God had to intervene in his life, open his eyes so that he sees what God sees. And when he started seeing the way God sees, his ministry affluence changed. The first battle, the first quarrel, the first, uh, you know, uh, a discussion or the first fight that happened that we see between a group of people who were with Paul and a group of people who were with Peter, right? What was the fight there? What was the discussion there? Because Paul wanted his ministry to reach out to everybody, every ethnicity. But here, Peter was very narrow. 
Peter was very holding on to just the Jewish people. He ministered, of course, 3,000 people accepted, and he was just limited to that. But God wanted him to be a fisher of men to everybody. And what happened? One night, there was a move in his house. There was a move that stirred up his heart. There was a move that came and, and, and gave him a vision where he enlarged his mind to be a soul winner of every ethnicity. And after that, we see as Peter is penning down these scriptures here, he's actually not just talking to the Jewish people. He is writing this letter and talking to everybody who is under his voice. And this morning, as I am talking and communicating this message to, can I tell you, brothers and sisters, you are appointed by God. You are chosen by God. Sometimes you may go through uncomfortable situations and places and conversations, but you are chosen by God and designed by God to bring back His revival in this generation. And Bible helps us to understand as you come to Him, the living stone rejected by humans. How many people feel rejected in this house? But I have a good news. You might be rejected by people, but you have been accepted by God. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, you are accepted, you are called, you are separated by God, placed as His holy nation. That is a promise we have in Christ Jesus. Rejected by humans, rejected by people. We've been, re it's okay. If you feel rejected, that's totally fine. People want to reject you, that's totally fine. Man looks into the outward appearance, but God looks into the heart of yours. God who has seen your heart, God who has seen your conscience, has called you and has separated you. Hallelujah. Don't go by the approval of people. If you go by the approval of people, people will fail you. But if God has approved, no man can ever disapprove. If God has called into, if God has called into the work, then no man can ever stand without the work that God wants to do through your life. And people will come around everybody that God approves in its due time. But as you come to him as a living stone, can I have the worship team for the offering song behind me? As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but the promise is that you are chosen by God. You're rejected by humans, but you're chosen by God. And you are precious to Him. Also, the like living stones are built into a spiritual house. My friends, gathered in this house, each of us, we have a role within the spiritual house God has planted us in. Do you believe that this is your spiritual house, each one of you? This is the house that God has planted to us. This is the house that God has planted us within. This is the spiritual house that you, some, most of us come from our, and we have our local churches wherever we have back in India, wherever. But you being a, a, a spiritual member of this church, understand that you are either planted in this church or you find yourself not being planted here. Now, if you're planted here in this church, you become a blessing of what flows into this house. And your life becomes a blessing to wherever God places you. So what I'm saying is, from this house, wherever God takes you and plans you, you become part of God's blessing in the areas where God places you. What I'm saying here is, when God actually shakes your nest, it's for the blessing that has to come out of you. Because you are designed for greater. You're not just designed to sit in that nest forever. You're designed to fly.
You're designed to move above. You're designed to conquer. And this morning, if my message is reaching to your heart, I want it to be a declaration made in this place that no matter what you face, God is in control. He sometimes puts us into uncomfortable situations, but those uncomfortable situations will bring a new life out of it. Uncomfortable places, uncomfortable conversations, uncomfortable family gatherings, uncomfortable prayer meetings, it's totally fine. In those uncomfortable moments, God is actually teaching us so that we learn and we ask, Lord, I need a move. I need a spiritual move. I need a spiritual touch of yours. Help me, O oh Lord, that I grow in that. I want to close with uh, something that I wrote it down that I not I don't want to miss not saying. Church is not about your preference. It's about knowing God. Today, we have churches for our preferences. We go to churches based on our preferences. And recently, the comedian, uh, uh, you know, uh, John Chris, a Christian comedian, he put out a video a couple of months ago uh, where it talked about, you know, the churches offering VR glasses where you don't have to wake up actually. You just have to lie down on your bed and put on those glasses, change what kind of ambience you need for your personal church service. And if you are very traditional, if you're like very straight away Kerala Pentecostal, you want to have an experience of what you experienced 40 years ago, just have to, you know, program your VR glasses and it will give you an example of what happens. Everybody is white dressed with thumbbear and you sing those old good songs. Or if you want to be a very modern church, you want to be a very modern church, maybe Elevation or Hillsong or whatever church, you want to be a modern church, you change the settings again, the kind of worship leader you need, you want the worship leader to be on a skinny jeans or you want him to be on a business cash or whatever you like, your preference. But here is this, this portion that I was reading through, touched me so much that I want each of us to understand, church is not just based on our preferences. Church is just simply a place where we come to know God who he is. Not a preference. Preferences change. Everybody has different tastes. Can I tell you something? When Jesus took the 5,000 people and started feeding them, one of the scriptures that stands out is not just he fed the 5,000, but what stands out for me personally is that everybody ate and they were they were they were filled. Or other words it says is they were satisfied. They were Everybody ate. Malayalam it was alluring thinna triptiyai. They ate and they were satisfied. Can I tell you, as a pastor, when I divide God's word and give it to you, it is a word of God that satisfies you. I personally has nothing to offer here. I personally has no skill sets to offer that I can satisfy your need. It is a work of Holy Spirit. It is a work of Holy Spirit. So if you are in a position within church where you feel that your preferences are not met and you think that you are not satisfied, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, make me uncomfortable. Maybe I am too comfortable in the way I am. Make me uncomfortable that I seek for you and you fill me and only you can satisfy me. Can we raise up in God's house?
I want to pray for you guys. And as we wind up and go back to our homes, I pray that in everything that we do throughout this week, it'll be a, just a reminder of God's blessing being poured into. He makes us uncomfortable. He shakes our nest so that we learn to fly. It was never designed to destroy us as He's shaking us. He's shaking us up so that we learn how to fly. We learn how to come closer to God. Let's sing a song and worship God in this house.